Ha. Ha. Welcome to the Fuck Dungeon. Ba-dum-bum. Birthday edition. It's my birthday today. <laughs> it's Do you remember? Your birthday. No, what am I singing? Oh, happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks. Do you remember in The Great Gatsby when the main guy says that? Stop doing that. I cannot stand when you're peeling hair off of it. It. I can't hear it. I'm Stop. Sorry. Don't do it. I complained about it last podcast, and you're still doing it. I don't remember. What about the Great Gatsby? Do you remember the main character? Like, I forget what what else is happening. I think it, he's, if I remember correctly, he's going up an elevator, and he says, like, he's just been so caught up with shit that's been going on, and then the line is, "Oh, I forgot. It's my birthday today." It's such a dumb fucking line. I know what it's like. It's obvious what it's trying to present, which is that he's so wrapped up in other shit that's going on that he forgot that it's his own birthday. I don't remember that line from that movie. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. And I think I've only ever seen uh, it I once. said the book. I don't know if it's in the movie or not. Oh, you didn't say the book, actually. You said, do you remember back! the line in The Great Gatsby? That's all you said. And when you said line, I thought oh, like someone sorry. said a line. No. Yeah, I, I... I haven't read that book since. I don't think I've ever seen that movie, actually. I've only seen it once, and I oh, don't Oh, I did see it. it. Yeah, I did watch it one time. It really annoyed me that they played modern music in it. I don't, That's e- what I I don't remember. even remember that. Yeah. I don't remember anything about it. Because, um, like, swinging 20s music is so fire. Why wouldn't you do that? So fire, dude. I'm going to punch <laughs> you in the throat. <laughs> um... Huh. What was it going? Oh yeah, yeah. But it's really, it's really fucking dumb line. And when I was in high school, one of my friends from then that used to be like, when we were saying that someone is dumb, we just go, "It's my birthday today." I so hate, I hate when you tell me things about your high school. Oh, it's my birthday today. It just today. makes me like not like you. It's the same shit that I do now. How is that any different from the shit that no, I do today? No, it's not because it's like that's just like not funny. <laughs> it's only funny because to us it was such a stupid line. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't think I'm funny now. We've already talked about this on this podcast. I am. She's super fucking critical of me. And then when I say, "Cause I'm the funnier one," you need to meet me at my level. <laughs> all that I do is tell her that, and she goes, "No, that's not true at all." I literally just say that to say it. And then when it comes down to it, and I do that dumb shit, th- dumb shit like this, she laughs. And then if I talk about that dumb shit, she goes, "That's not even funny." No, if you said, it's my birthday today, like, after I did something stupid, I would have found that funny. Well, you don't funny. get it. Okay, well, I don't... It's not an inside joke. Oh, inside, inside joke. joke. <laughs> I'd love to be a part of one one day. <laughs> <laughs> love inside jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that one, and then the, um, when he comes out and everyone's laughing, and he's like, Oh, you had to be there. He's like, ah, geographical joke. (laughs) 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 I love that one. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Well. Well. You said you had a question for me that you've been been holding in all week for this Funny that you brought that up, because matter of fact, I've been fucking dying. Do you know that show? No. Boondocks. Hello. Matter of fact. It's funny that you brought that up 
that up because I've been fucking dying to talk about this for a hot minute. Huh. <laughs> what pulled, is that on again? Pulled that one out of my fucking hat. Boondog. No, I know that, but I'm saying what episode. Like, what's going on? Oh, I don't on remember again? what episode. I. I don't know. I, now that you said it, it does, like, I'm remembering that, but I can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember what's remember the what context episode of it. it is. It's Riley, but I can't remember. Now that you bring it up, <laughs> I've um, been dying to talk about it <laughs> for a hot minute. Um, I'm so, hot right now. Are you hot? No. God, I'm sweating in this bitch. Oh, I got that motherfucking heater turned up to nine. It's off. I turned it off. Oh. Thank God. <laughs> Must be these lights. <laughs> they're LEDs. They're not they don't get hot. <laughs> and they're so small. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw this question on a TikTok. I can't remember if it was just a TikTok. If it was someone else's po- like a podcast clip on a TikTok. I can't remember. But it was like <laughs> God. She's gonna embarrass me. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's just it's so stupid, but I I wanna know your answer. In what situation? <laughs> what situation? <laughs> Wait, let me think. Oh Hold on. How is it working? <laughs> like, what circumstance would have would it have to be for you to accept an egg and eat the egg from a stranger on a bus? Well, here's the thing about an egg. The The gamble that you're taking is not that there's something wrong with the egg. Uh-huh. It's that it's cooked. Yes. Because if they're handing you... Unless... If they're handing you that egg... Yes. They couldn't have put anything in it. Right. right? So you don't have to worry about, like, a shitty egg. Right. So you had to worry about... Did someone just give you a raw well, egg? Well, I have my answer. Do you want me to give my answer so you can think about it? Because my answer is pretty fucking good. Yes. <laughs> so my circumstance, it would have to be an old, old Asian grandmother. Mm-hmm. She pulls out a fucking Ziploc bag or like a glass like Tupperware piece. And it's boiled eggs already peeled, fucking soaking in soy sauce. I see green on- onions. I see sesame seeds. I see chilies. I just know there's a good marinated soy egg. I'm eating that egg. My bar is so much lower than yours. <laughs> First of all, what? <laughs> I just want that egg. From a stranger on a bus. Yeah. You would take any egg. So there is no circumstance that would have to happen for you to if take someone, an egg. If someone turned to me. And you had to eat it, though. You had to eat it right there. Yeah. What? What's the problem? I don't if know... It- if like a dis- no, this like is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. If it's already, if it's all, egg, if it's not opened yet, yeah. Okay. However gross that person is, I'm opening it. If some, if some dude looked at me, yeah, but you me, have to touch it. The outside of it, so fucking what? So it's on your hands. I'm sitting on a subway. <laughs> yeah. Imagine it being even worse than the fucking subway. No. I never said subway either. Where'd you What'd get you subway? Say? I said bus. I'm sitting on a bus. 
Not all buses are gross. I've been on plenty of buses where I didn't feel gross. If I'm on a bus where some random ass dude is handing me a hard boiled egg without provocation. I never provocation, said hard boiled egg. I just said egg. And that's the point that I was making. And then you cut me off with your answer. If it's an egg, the thing that you have to worry about is not the cleanliness of it because it's just the outside of the egg. That's, so that's what I'm trying to say is that like. If someone handed me a peeled hard boiled egg, I'd be like, I'm not taking it. But what I'm saying is that like, what is the circumstance of like you trusting that person that if they hand you an egg. That is actually going to be cooked. Like, where you would feel trust trustworthy of eating this egg. Like, this is a, going to be a good egg. It's not going to make me sick. So easy. First of all, eating a raw egg doesn't necessarily make you sick. Well, no, okay. it doesn't. Second of all, all that I would have to do is go to whatever handrails beside me and crack it. Either it's going to But you crack have to open. eat it. So if it cracks open and it lands on the ground, you're going to have to eat it. Oh. Like you have I to eat have the egg. to absolutely eat yes, it. Yes, that is the question. You were not clear. I said accept and eat the egg. That was in the question. So this is why I don't stupid. fucking ask you questions. This is why I have no fun with you. I have to absolutely eat the yes. egg. Yes. I mean, the Asian grandma thing sounds pretty cool. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I wouldn't want one of those delectable eggs. That's the only way I would ever accept an egg from a stranger on a bus. I'm pretty forgiving as a person. (laughs) And if someone handed me an egg and said, you want this? I'd go, yeah, thanks. And I'd take it. There's absolutely no way. Like, even if the person, like, looked If it's a raw egg. Oh, well. Even if, like, the person looked like a normal-ass person, looked clean. They're the ones I don't trust. I trust a homeless person over them. I don't know. What I'm trying to say, like, I don't care what they look like. If someone offered me an egg, there'd be no way I'd be like, yeah. Absolutely not. Why not? If it goes your way, you get a hard-boiled egg. No. I'd be pumped. You can if someone no, said no, no, you no. want there's an egg. No, no, no. There's like a there's a spot on an egg on the bottom where you can put a needle in without cracking it. People can put things in eggs very easily. Okay, well I've taken my chances. You think a homeless person has access to a needle? I'm not saying homeless. Why are you saying homeless? Because that's the that's the person that you brought up before. No, I didn't. I never said the words homeless. I am just tripping balls right now. Apparently. You are. I literally never I said really that. I thought that you did. No. <laughs> I feel like I'd just go for it. I wouldn't. That's weird to me. What if I get a hard boiled egg out of it, though? <laughs> God forbid. It's a good day. We can never make hard boiled eggs here. Yeah, but if I'm out, Thank I wasn't. Goodness, a stranger is giving I'm out, I wasn't one. expecting it. You know, it's like. Someone what a hard-boiled egg, though. Like, out in public. Like, I definitely, love that. What are you talking definitely about? Definitely, like, on a hot bus, sc- surrounded by people. The last thing I would want to fucking eat is a hard-boiled egg. When I when I was at work, I remember there was this time that there was this guy there that I didn't like. I called him Simpleton, and he ate hard-boiled eggs every morning or at lunch or maybe both. He would eat that and, like, sardines and shit like that all the time. And, yeah, I know. Just, like, fucking weirdo. And um, he was a guy that looked like a fucking I know. chimp. 
It's not a race thing. The dude was white. Okay, he just had this. He had the Sasquatch walk, you know, Sasquatch where your arms hang and your feet go behind you. He says, "Walk out." Uh, Mom, he's time. actually describing you. <laughs> I'm don't not. Don't let him trick and you. And I don't think that you walk like that, like the rest of them do, Tammy. <laughs> Mom's arms are like double the length that they should be. She's gonna be so mad. Listen, you guys to this. are so <laughs> fucking rude. And I don't agree with them. They're so long. She has such long. I can't wait. Tammy, my mother Tammy, is Tammy, I short. can't wait for you to come on to my podcast so we can talk shit on Abigail. Oh, because you don't do that on the regular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want your voice to be heard. Mom wouldn't. Yeah. Mom would be like, oh. Well, I guess I got pretty long arms. <laughs> <laughs> no, she wouldn't ever say that. But mom wouldn't ever talk shit about me. But like, what would mom say about me? Oh, I don't know. She she spends a lot of my money. Mom, no, I don't. We do th- we do this thing every time. We go shopping. I point something out. I'm like, oh, I don't really need it. I'll get it for you. Yeah. That's, I'm not so spending your money. When Tammy walks into a store. Now, remember, we're getting one thing in here, all right? I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I mean, you don't have to do that. She's like, no, I want to get you something. Yeah. I walk in there. I never Abigail's get to like, buy you anything anymore. That's oh, what man, she this said. is really good. She's like. Yeah, okay. Why don't we keep looking around? Abigail sees something else. She's like, oh, it's so cute. I don't really want to see it. I'll get it. <laughs> get that. Something else comes on. She, she'll wait till Abigail leaves and she'll go back and yeah. get it. It's, you know what's funny? I do the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> go in somewhere. I'm like, all right. You want to pick me up? You can get something. <gasps> really? <laughs> Five items later. Yeah. And triple what I wanted to spend. Yeah. It's mom's fault. Mom, anytime I had a bad day growing up, you want to go shopping. So now it's like I equate shopping to happiness and I will feel better and I'll fix all my problems. (laughs) Yup. Oh, shut up. You love buying me things. Don't even try to like act like you don't. I do. I just wish I I had more money to be able to do it more effectively. Yeah. Well, eventually. Yeah. (laughs) I do like doing it. I know. And I love receiving. Yes. Yes. Um, You wanted to talk mad shit today. Yeah. So, talk shit. <laughs> um, is it just about Love is Blind? Not really. Okay, so it started with like... So, I, I, I do not watch reality TV whatsoever. I literally watch one reality TV show and it's Love is Blind. Don't know why, but I will watch that show until the day I die. Laguna Beach. Yeah, I did grow up watching Laguna Beach, but... And MTV. You've grown up watching reality shows. You just don't watch guess, modern reality yeah, shows. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, MTV, there wasn't... Yes, there like, was. Like, I don't know, but, like, fucking watching, like, Sweet 16, like, that just doesn't feel like a reality show You watch Jersey Shore. That's I reality TV. I did watch TV. Jersey Shore. I love Jersey Shore. Um, Why do I know more about you watching reality TV than you Okay, do? well, let me rephrase. I don't watch any reality TV show in my adult you just, you life. You don't watch Kardashians, Housewives, and no, bullshit I d- like that. I don't watch any in my adult life. Yeah. Like, yeah, growing up, I watched MTV. Um, Pimp Out My Ride. Like, that just, like, doesn't feel like reality Pimp TV. Pimp My Ride. <laughs> or, like, MTV Cribs and shit like that. Anyways. The only, one th- fuck. <laughs> the only one that I watch in my adulthood is Love is Blind. We'll literally watch the show until the day I die. I didn't really like the last season eh, so much, but I will still watch the show no matter what. Um, And I started watching season four last night. And I think about this every single season, but I just want to talk shit for a minute because I 
am so so tired of like people nowadays talking this is this is how people talk like okay <laughs> this is i was like every time people are sitting on that show and it's not even just this show it's literally people nowadays you know i just oh, their vibe is just so strong i just feel i really like connect with their spirit yeah and like i just feel like when they were saying how they are so in love with their mom and that they want to be you know they want a person that encapsulates their mother's soul that like just spoke to my heart like it's just such a good energy that i'm getting yeah. from them our and energies it's like match. their their aura is like glowing <laughs> outside of my the, own it's not just the women either it's the men talking no, like not. this as well like, like bro i really think that like i'm getting these super chill vibes from her yeah. bro and like i think that it's so fucking cool like really the biggest thing honestly is just like the energy is there it's just like there and like i love every single time that i'm talking with her it's like the most positive thing and like that's what i've been missing in my life is just like positive energy, i just man. really love that about you i was i was i've been getting those vibes from you i just really i really love and appreciate oh my god i cannot fucking it's just like my it. soul has been searching for so long and it's like the fact that i finally found yeah. someone who is like able to cradle me i i just really appreciate like uh, I feel like her energy is going to absolutely just envelop me. Yeah. The energy will completely match mine. The vibes are the vibes are vibing. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand All of you people <laughs> are fucking sheep. You're sheep and you talk like it. Shut up. I cannot stand that that's how like people talk God, now. God, just it's be a so normal annoying. person. It's so annoying. And then, like this is coming from someone who's actually Ever since my chakras aligned for the first time. Like, shut the fuck up. Stop. Not even saying the word correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I this is coming from a very spiritual person too who like I do go off of quote unquote vibes and like Yes. energies from people yeah you just don't talk about yeah, it non-stop. i don't talk like that and it's like people who do talk like that like literally have no idea what the first they're talking about they're just throwing out they're just saying words. buzzwords yeah. all the time it's so annoying i was this just one girl this one girl today said something she was like i just really want to have a spiritual connection to my husband's body bitch what the what <laughs> i want to suck the life out this man's cock <laughs> i want to suck the soul out of him yeah <laughs> Say what you mean and mean what you say, bitch, because that's not what it was. <laughs> I just am so tired. There's always different things that are happening that are like fake, fake, um, what's the word that I'm trying? People being fake genuine. Yeah. You know, and Dis disin disingenuous. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't I think of that? I, I was like. Fake genuine. <laughs> I was like, genuinity. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It's like, the thing on that show specifically that we, I mean, we were saying earlier. The like, worst was um, fucking SK last season. SK, remember he was with Raven. Hunter doesn't watch the show with me, but I, I have to talk to someone about the fucking drama. You're like, everything that I wanted. He was the worst. The worst when it came to that. Him and fucking, um. I just Matt want someone to like. Be another part of my soul. <laughs> That's not how we talked at all. You <laughs> make know. him Indian. <laughs> that didn't sound Indian. Kind of. No, that would sound like this. <laughs> Stop. Um, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Laugh. <laughs> Laugh at me, bitch. Laugh at me. 
Try my cookie. <laughs> Try my cookie cookie. <laughs> Try my cookie cookie. <laughs> you know what's funny? I think that like, I could be wrong, but I think in Mindy's book or maybe in Mindy interview or something, like she wrote that line. I think that's <laughs> fucking so funny. I could be wrong though. I could be mis- remembering oh kelly <laughs> i've got i want you guys to really get in there welcome with the, oh, to my convenience here, here comes store. Kelly, come here. welcome to my convenience <laughs> store it's so aggressive i know <laughs> oh i know and then he gets like the fact that he's like genuinely surprised and upset by the fact <gasps> that she slapped him like <laughs> okay everybody <laughs> stay calm <laughs> <laughs> what were you say about sk him being the worst at doing yeah, that. Yeah, SK was just the absolute worst. He was just like always. But then I was going to say, him and um, Matt, the one that married Colleen last, he would always be like, love that. Love that. That was his thing. I mean, he would say that. Like, Matt would say that? Yes. Literally. Love that. Mm-hmm. Within like, there would be like screen time with the two of them for like five minutes. And I think he would say, love that. At least 20 times like in those five minutes. Like, she'd be like, um... You know, I just really want a man. Oh, that he would be saying that to the to Colleen. Not, yeah, like Colleen. I thought you were saying to SK. I thought you. Oh meant, no, no, no. <laughs> he's like, love that, bro. I love that. <laughs> love that. No, no, no. It would be like <laughs> Colleen and Matt, and like she'd be like, yeah, I just really want like a family man. Love that. Love that. Love that. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate it. I can't stand love it. That. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love that. <laughs> love that. But no, he would do it the same way. Love that. Love that. <laughs> like, he'd get, like, really, like, big with it. <laughs> he'd do it the same way every time. Oh, I hate people so much. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know. That, I was just telling Abigail today, I was like, because, like she said, I, I've never sat down and watched it. I just have times where either I've been in the room while it's been going on, you know, or I'm half- I half hear it, you know, from a different room. Yeah. So I catch enough to know what's going on, kind of. Really, all that I hear is a bunch of dumb bullshit over and over and over again. This show is so unique in because they're not looking at each other, because there's not sexual tension from the very beginning, like in something like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, where it's like you've got this weird thing where depending on, like, depending on the season, well, just really depending on whether it's guys or girls that are the majority because the behavior shifts but it's the same kind of thing like everyone's circling all weird everyone's doing this weird thing where they're like trying to get cool with people but they're not you obviously found like the bad boys out front or like you know the chicks who were just like over the top and getting pissed drunk on the first night you know it's like you find all those things and there's the real good guys that are like i don't know why they're gonna act like that it's the same shit every time and then because they're face to face like there is the talks of like trying to have those genuine things and trying to trap each other and shit like that. But the difference is too is that most of the people on that show are usually older. Yeah. And there's a couple of people that are younger or, you know, like middle aged you could say. But most people I would think run the like thirty some right. line in there. So they've been around for a little bit longer. Whereas like you were saying, the people in Love is Blind a lot of times are like in their mid twenties. Yeah, it's so weird. And so they are in that like, stage where like there's a lot of them that are late 20s, like 27, 28, 29. Sure. Like, that's, like, whatever. Like, yeah, that makes sense to me. But there's, like, people in there that's, like, I don't know. I don't remember if there's a 23-year-old. I think there might have been. But, like, 24 and 25, like, right. 
that's really young to govern a show like that. But yeah. I mean, well, and then it's just because there's that lack of like, seeing each other. It's like a sh- really young to go on a show because, like, at the end of it, they are like they're trying to get married, right. and it's like, I don't know. For me, it's like if you're that young, like, don't you want to give different ways of being getting married, like? Yeah a try before you go on something like that because a lot of the people go on that show because they're like i'm sick and tired of like the dating world and like of like no one else wanting to be on the same page as me and it's like i get people who are older saying that but like people who are 24 yes. and 25 like how can you even sometimes i question how much they've really tried yeah and if they're not just being like well dating because that's the thing now too is that like at that age you're like, like just gotten sucks. out of college like a couple years right. if you went to college yeah. like yeah you're not they, that old they i feel like on that show especially the the talking because they're trying to get someone interested in them by just talking mm-hmm. and not having the attraction otherwise so it's so much more cringy to it's me. so cringy i love it <laughs> i don't have the patience for it i don't know why i like that show because i hate reality tv there's not a single one that like i've never seen an a single episode of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I used to watch both of those. I never watched a single episode. I don't watch. I literally don't watch any other dating shows. I don't watch any other reality TV shows. But for some reason, Love is Blind has gotten me. I watched. Got me um, hooked. The only other dating show that we watched together was that dating around show. But I like. Oh that yeah, one that a show lot. was good. That didn't feel like a dating show because it was like you watched one. Each episode was different people. Yeah. So, like, it didn't feel like a dating show. And what I like... It was interesting, though. I liked that show. And the dating with autism. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you have not watched that show, please <laughs> watch that show. That's it's a great one. so good. Well, it seems we both have autism, don't yeah. we? Yeah. That's good to know. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> I so love great. that That really show. is a good show. Like, they just did a good job of, like... I mean... It's such because everyone that's on that show is like you know they they're not necessarily high functioning people with autism and yeah. so it's like it's well, not you have just like different you have people who are on different like um, different points on the spectrum yeah. yeah but that's what I'm saying is that it's not like it's just you know it's not like it's not like people who are out there doing shit all the time and I mean there were a couple people that did there were a couple people that definitely were like a lot more um, like. Out Sociable. there, yeah, out there had a you know well-paying job and were like doing that, and then you had certain people that were like you know they were just kind of they had been living with their parents and they didn't really do a whole lot, and so yeah. but no matter what, like because they showed a lot of different sides and and a wide range of that spectrum, you really got to see like I don't know, it was just that I felt like there was a lot more depth in that mm-hmm. show, yeah, than a lot of other ones that yeah. are doing the same kind of concept. Yeah. You know? It did feel like it because I don't know. It just, it was such a good feel see, good show. You see people who are like, they're just happy to be with somebody yeah, and they're happy to be with somebody who is able to understand something. And it felt like, yeah, it felt like because they're meeting people who have like the same exact experiences. Right. And it's like, I feel like people always look at people with any type of like mental disability that like, Oh, they're never going to find right. love. Yeah. They don't even know what love means. And it's like, that's just not true. And like that show yeah. w- did a really good job highlighting that. Well, and, uh, That's what I was going to say too, is that like, you know, love and, and what you want out of that or what you want out of a, a relationship in any capacity is, is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so for them from person to person, especially based on kind of like the mentality that they have and, and what kind of life it is that they lead. I mean, you had some people who 
had relationships that, I mean, although they're adults and they do have, like, adult wishes and stuff like that, they're almost reminiscent of, like, you know, like a, a kid girlfriend yeah, in a yeah. way, you know? It's like... Because they feel all, like, you could, like, see how excited they yeah, are. And, yeah, and, and then, it's so sweet. You know, and they're still saying adult things. Like, he's like, you know, the one guy's like, oh, yeah, and we're going to make out. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, you know, like... <laughs> Abby's boyfriend? Yeah. I can't remember his. It was Abby and, um, I can't remember his name. They were so sweet, and he always brought her a gift every time they went on a date. <laughs> it was so sweet. Yeah, he was cool. Ugh. He was the dude who was like, I was, I was always laughing because he was always making jokes all the time and yes. doing this real devious shit. Like yeah, when they were showing make, him with like, his family, jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude would be with his family and he'd be like making all these little jokes where he'd like, he'd do something, <laughs> he'd do something, and someone react to it. He'd be like, you'd <laughs> 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 see a little smile creep up and be like, this dude's a fucking clown. He's so funny. <laughs> I loved that show. They haven't made another oh, season. And you know, honestly, what was what was interesting to me too was like the the woman who had like a really I forget what kind of job she had, something in technology, but she was like really I mean, really high up in a career. Mm-hmm. And the um, blonde. No. Brunette chick with the glasses. Oh, oh, oh right? yeah. And she and Wasn't she, it like video game software or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. Design, something like that. Yeah. She did, like did animation. Yeah. And yeah, she, she was got, an like, animator. Yes. Yeah. She's very into it. Yes. And she was, and she was like she was really, really pumped about yeah. it, and <laughs> she was good. And um, the she went on a date with this guy, and he was just you could tell he was like a very sweet dude. He definitely had some problems like being comfortable sociably, and she was not that she had problems connecting sociably. I think she just was like. She explained it as being very up in her own head mm-hmm. and struggling to, like, find ways to talk. And with him, he was talking, but he was really just kind of, like, I don't know, not very comfortable in, yeah. in how he was presenting. So it was a difference between the two of them, even though it was the same kind of outlook or the same outcome, I meant, where, you know, it was just, it was strained at first. But then right. they kind of, like, separated in the date to be, like, I forget which one. I think it was him that said, like, I just need a minute, right? Yeah, he left. he left. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I'm messing it all up. And he came, he comes back and he's like, okay, I just want to say, like, what I'm feeling. I'm just, I'm really feeling this deep connection with you. And they got so pumped. Yeah, they, that like, they got like, real into the they relationship. They were like, okay, like, this is serious. And what was so interesting to me was that that happened. And being on the outside looking in, you look at that and you go, like, you, we were, I mean, we were watching a show and we were like, oh, that's so, it's so great to see. But then at the same time, it's like, you kind of knew what was going to come out of that, which was her coming back and then being like, so I kind of messed up. Yeah. I don't um, actually like you this much. Yeah. And, and, and she was just like, you know, people, there's like, there's certain qualities of autism and there's a lot of qualities that autistic people have that can't really be put into autism characters because they're just like i mean autistic people are just so different from each and every single autistic person and for her specifically she was just so hyper focused and driven with her animation i mean like the entire show she just talked about how she didn't want to be with anyone that like you don't know about you don't know about animation or if you don't have a job that you're like as passionate about as she she wanted someone very driven yeah and like which is great I mean, I loved her standards. Yeah, Everyone should have them, and she had them, and he just was not that. Yeah, for I think her. it was. I think for her, she kind of like because he didn't have 
any of the things that she was talking about. Yeah. And so when they first started off the day, she's like, I'm not feeling this. And then yeah. I think it was just him being such a sweet and caring yeah. person yeah. on a sleeve that it like overcame all that for her. And the cool thing is, is that, and that's why I brought hers up specifically, is that there's so many aspects of that that are so relatable, right? For anybody who doesn't who doesn't have autism is to look at that and say, how many times have you gotten with the person that wasn't necessarily the person who you thought you were looking for, mm-hmm. but because there were certain other qualities that really overtook that. And sometimes those people, because they feel like they kind of hit you out of left field, you do get very into it. And it's not necessarily, you know, freaking out and being like, I think I'm in love with you on the yeah. first date. Like they did in the same way. But like you, I think everyone has been in things mm-hmm. like that, to whatever capacity or how long the relationship goes. And then if you do kind of notice, like I got, little head over heels in this for really no reason yeah and then having to have that conversation to bring it back and like the guy did not take that conversation well when she had it and <laughs> he like did not. you know he's he was real upset yeah but i don't know it was just that that was a really interesting show what yeah. i was going to say about dating around because we brought that up before what i like about that show so much is that they in the same kind of way as the uh the show with autism i can't remember what that one is called isn't it dating with autism? Is that what it was? I think so. Okay. Um, but dating around, I felt like did such a good job of making the interactions. Was it like dating? Sorry. You're <laughs> right. Dating with autism. Uh, shut up. On. Fuck you. <laughs> She'll sit here for the next 20 minutes. Dating with autism. Autistic dating. No, I think it's like <laughs> dating. On, I'm going to look it up. Watch Love, Love on, on the, the Spectrum. Spectrum. Love on the Spectrum. There I knew go. it wasn't dating with autism, but I was like, I was going. To, I kept wanting to say like dating with disability, but they definitely <laughs> don't put that. <laughs> okay, Love on the Spectrum. That makes me feel better. Anyways, I think that they do a good job in dating around of showing. First of all, I think the editing is really good in that show because they can show you. The the concept, if you haven't seen it, is that they're focusing on one person, and it's like four or five dates. I think four. That's yeah. what I think too, and you know, and they and first of all, they they span across a lot of different uh, sexual and and gender identities throughout the whole thing, which is and age. you know I think great in age, yeah, because yeah. they have they have some people that are, I mean, like in their sixties or something like that yeah. that are out there. No, um, the, one, the one guy. No, he was so, <laughs> I think he was in his seventies. He was yeah. Oh, and then, and like he was a he was so a, sweet. He was a uh, widower, and so it was he like just wanted to someone to like keep his time with. Yeah, oh, he was but so they have sweet. that, and then they've got people in their twenties. They got people kind of middle in between the two, yeah. and you know, um, a lot of different race in there, and so you get different perspectives from that. A lot of different uh, gender identities. You know, some people that are very just kind of opening, questioning, mm-hmm. queer, and then you had people who were uh, kind of riding um, that line of. Not so much with the gender identity, but a different sexual identity, whether that would be, um, you know, gay or bisexual or, you know, just kind of pansexual and open. And so there was a lot of really good perspectives that that show brought in that I really appreciated from that. Yeah. Um, And it was very like the people that were on it, I think, were all 
like I really enjoyed pretty much everybody that they brought on as Me being too. the main person that they focused mm-hmm. on. And um, I didn't always necessarily agree with who they gave a yeah, second chance to. Yeah, there were some people to. that they went on dates with that I didn't like. Yeah, because basically what they would do in that the show is guy. you would you What's would have one guy. Remember the polyamorous dude. Oh, never mind. No, it was the there was a girl. The girl was, and then she went on that date with that guy, and he was like in. Oh oh. The butt chin with the no no the poly where where she's like. Talking about her one religion. Oh. And he was like the arranged marriage. Yes, and, and he was out. so rude about yeah. it, and yeah. like it was like from her culture, and he was yes. just like, "That's fucking fucked up." Like, and she was like, "Well, my parents." Or from arranged that, parents. Like, yeah, that, that was my, terrible. that's my, you know, that's my culture. Like, well, and that's the thing about the show was so that you, dis- oh, you saw. It made me so angry. They did not, they did not pretty up anybody yeah. who was acting in a way that they shouldn't have been. Yeah. And they did not, they didn't take away from anything that was really going good, even if that was happening with multiple people. In my opinion, I think that they did a very good, sh- a very good job within the editing of that show of, letting you see true first dates with people. And yeah. what they did was the the general concept or the or the layout of the show is that you have like drinks, your main course, and then like going on to after dinner. Right. So it's like three stages and you're seeing all four dates, you know, they're have very smooth stages. with their editings yeah, at all are. of those stages going through it. So you see everybody at various points in the conversation having drinks and then everyone having dinner and then if you choose to, which some people didn't. Yeah, some people didn't get to go, like, you want to you wanna get out of here? Yeah, you want to get out of here, go get a drink somewhere, nightcap and then they would somewhere. go and do that. Were you um, the one that were like, I've never heard anyone say nightcap before? Yeah, I never heard that. That's so weird. But I wasn't someone who would ever go out for a nightcap, so. Yeah, but, like, you've never heard that, like, on a TV show or movie? Nope. Like, you've never heard that? No, not that I can remember. Me and Hunter had a nightcap with my parents. <laughs> And he was like, what's a nightcap? And I was like, what are you talking about? That's that shit you put in your head to keep your head from messing up? Um, yeah, but they, uh, the one that Abigail's talking about, because there, there are some assholes on the show. Like, there, um, it's definitely more guys that acted like that than, yes. than women. None of the main people were ever like that. No, I, I liked I really every did, single main yeah. person. And they were all, and they were very different people, and they were, um, they were all very different people, but they were all very genuine, mm-hmm. and and that's why I think they were all good. And um, but the the two guys to me that always stand out in that show, the one was with the um the woman who was definitely like very I'm woman hear me roar, and they went to that cafe, and the guy kept making sexual innuendos, but oh, doing oh, them yes doing yes. them so under the radar that he was hoping that they would slip through yeah but he did it was like okay i'm someone who makes sexual innu- innuendos all the time and i think that they're like for but me there's also a time and place for that's them. what i was gonna say <laughs> first date with somebody not the time to already be making like one after the other yeah. and he was really making it like oh yeah that's how you like that huh and then he'd be like eating and she would just kind of like stop and look at him and then he'd be like what yeah and it was so annoying because he did it easily they, she stopped dinner in the middle of it. She was like, okay, I'm just going to say, like... I don't think this is working. This is not going to work out. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, you just keep, like, 
you're continuously yeah. saying things and you're and making me really like, uncomfortable. It wasn't like funny sexual. No. Like they were just, they were uncomfortable. It like, was creepy anyone guy Anyone would have been uncomfortable. It, it's uncomfortable for a first date, mm-hmm. but even if it wasn't a first date, it would still be fucking uncomfortable. Like it was so weird. Well, he was acting so confident for no yeah, reason. It was, it was, it like was that. creepy. It yes. wasn't even like him trying like that was his type of humor like it wasn't no. a joke at all because yes. he didn't do it and like start laughing he didn't do it in like a funny voice like you can tell from creepiness to funny yes like, there's yes. an obvious distinction and it he was just creepy see and and what i would say is that i don't think that you can't make a sexual joke on a first date yeah no right? i don't think so either there's a big difference between making a joke that has something to do with sex yes and explicit or implicitly trying to let them know that you're thinking about having sex with them the entire time that you're on a first date. The um the other guy that really stands out as being number one asshole above him that Abigail was just talking about was so the the story was that there was a girl on there who um grew up in India mm-hmm. and uh had an arranged marriage. Yes. And um, you know, that's that's part of a cultural thing over there. And obviously living in the U.S. where, you know, we're not used to that. And, and to most people, it's an antiquated idea. Yeah. For this girl, she she was like, you know, that's how my parents got together. And, yeah. and th- it was just it was not something that was strange to me. It was just yeah, always and she accepted. wasn't talking anything bad about it. She was just explaining to him like her her life experiences and like when well, what ended up happening with the arranged marriage was that she she ended up getting a divorce yes and she had gotten married when she was like 18 or 19 yeah I don't. so she got divorced a couple years or a few years after that so she was still in her early 20s and now she was like mid to late 20s and so yeah and he was like not only was he he started off he started off being just like i can't understand why you would do an arranged marriage in the first place right yeah it was was more of like, like it was more of him being a little bit aggressive, but it was coming from a spot where it seemed like it was just, I just can't understand. Yeah, it did sound like, okay, like, maybe he just didn't word it correctly, because it did almost start, it almost started off as, like, I, to me, it just doesn't make sense as to why you would do that, like, because yes. I just can't, like, that, because that's just something that hasn't been in my life or but my culture. But he was acting like it was or, a choice. Yeah. That was, the, but, but it was some, you know late 20s white dude that was jacked up and so you look he at him and go like uh, okay you know maybe this guy just but not only was he judging uh, judging the entire fucking indian culture mm-hmm. and like because i don't think all indians still do that no, and no. like i don't know if that's like the entire culture because i'm just not that knowledgeable about mm-hmm. their culture but like he was like just judging that aspect of it and then he was also judging her for the fact that she already has a divorce. Like, well, that's in what I was going to say was that it started off with him with it seeming like it was just a matter of like, I can't understand the concept. And then they went all the way to the after dinner drinks because it yeah, was kind of like so I don't that know came how up she in the drinks. And then it was relatively it didn't come up again. Yeah. And then later on, he asked again, like, so I, I'm just curious. And, and it got brought up again. And then this time, he started giving her shit. Yeah. Openly chastising her because she got divorced. Yeah. Had nothing to do with the arranged marriage anymore. It was him saying, like, 
I can't believe that because what she when he asked her about it again, he was basically like, so you know, she was explaining, and this is what a lot of people that have been in arranged marriages would say is that when you go into an arranged marriage, you are not expecting to see that person for the first time, or if you know if you haven't known each other before in your life, or if you have, that you will develop feelings before the marriage, right, and then be happy from that point on. The idea is. You are arranging for one reason or another, and it's different from culture to culture, person to person, but you arrange for one reason or another in that the relationship is there, and it's almost built more out of a respect right. and a mutual understanding, and, yeah. then, and then you, you develop, develop feelings whatever over relationship time, might post-marriage. Yes. And so that's another element that obviously like he couldn't get because then he was saying, or he was asking, you know, why would you go through with it? And because and, she well, cause said, she, and she, I had some doubts yeah. beforehand, yes. right? I had doubts beforehand, but, you know, this is what happens in a marriage. You you, you go into it and then you... It's a bore, too, because, like, she was saying, like, she specifically was saying, like, well, like, it's respect of my parents, too, because my parents made this match. Right. And she was like, in, like, our world, like, you respect your parents so thoroughly that they're like you know that your parents are going to pick a good match for you. Right. Like, kind of thing. Yep. And that's just... She was just trying to explain it to him. Like, because it's like... It's one thing to... Like, that conversation could have gone so well because she was explaining it to him. And, like, yeah. he, you could be open and curious about that because it's, like, something you don't experience in your yeah, if world. Yeah, if I went out on a date and with someone like, and they told me that, yeah. I would have questions... But I can never imagine but questions getting that are around to where questions he got to. to actually like learn and yeah. to be respectful, not questions so you can like judge their answers or like fucking like qu- like he was uh, he wasn't even asking questions so he could learn. He was asking questions in such like a sn- like well, he straight up way. started yelling at her at one point. Yeah, like he was like mad he at her. He basically says like the the part where it really turned and got hostile was he was like, I can't believe that you. That you had doubts and you still went through with that wedding yeah. just so that you would divorce him later. And yeah. she was like, like it was okay, like wait. it was like giving like fucking way too much like Andrew Tate like yeah manly man like how dare you do to do that to that man that man didn't did she nothing said, to you but she said marry she was him. Like, we're, we're still friends today. Yeah, like, like it was nothing. Like it's like it didn't work out. And she was like, I don't. She and he was like. He was, like, wanting her to say that, like, arranged marriages don't work out. Yes. And she was like, I don't think that's true. She's like, my parents were arranged parents. She's like, my parents are in love. Like, they right. have a great relationship. They respect. She was like, she said, I think she said something about, like, I think people in re- arranged marriages respect each other more yeah. than regular marriages. And he got way mad about that. Like, yes. it was so It's just horrible. It's, so, it's one of those people that, like, like you were saying, right, you're everyone is allowed to not have every perspective right? right i think that if you're a good quality person you're one of your main goals in life is to try to gain as much perspective as you can by the time you're six feet under right? yeah that's that's what i look at and say when you meet interesting people when you meet people that come from a different upbringing a different culture a different race a, a, you know a different sexual orientation no matter what it is i always look at that and want to be able to gain yeah some perspective out of that, right? I mean, even in our relationship, you being a woman, right? You being someone who does have different, you know, sexual orientations than I do. Like, there are all differences in um, in experiences and perspective that yeah. you have 
through a ton of different things completely outside of the experiences that you've chosen to have, which are completely different in and of themselves. But mm-hmm. just by the predisposition of your perspective, your childhood, growing up, and then being able to live your own life, we have just completely different perspectives on things. And so when you're somebody who is looking for that, looking to gain that, and having questions, you know, that, I mean, I would have had some similar type questions and wanting to learn about it, right? Versus being the kind of person that he is, which are people that think the way that they grew up and know life is the only way to grow up and know life. And if you don't think, feel, and act the same way that they do, you're wrong and I'm angry about it. And that's just a perspective I cannot understand. I, I went to... I worked with a guy for a short amount of time and thank thank God that it was so fucking short that I worked with him for. But he was like the classic just, you know, guy went into the Marines and, you know, his dad was a Marine before him. I think that's what it was. It might have been Army. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. I think it was Marines. And he, um, you know, he rose up through the ranks very quickly because he had a good work ethic and I would not take that away from it at all. He was an intelligent guy and knew how to kiss ass a little bit <laughs> too well and he was a pretty enough boy that, you know, he was he was able to kind of skate by and, you know, smooth talk to ladies at work and stuff like that. And um he was always like I was in there talking more with my friend um that I worked with and had been working with for a while and I'd be talking about something with Abigail and I and that guy oh, would just jump right, okay. in. Okay, I've and been be trying like, to figure out who you're talking about. Now I know. The oh. guy would just jump in and shove like some really dumb shit down my throat. Yeah. Like, I, the one time I'm talking about something, and, you know, I wouldn't air our shit out necessarily going to work and just like talking shit, but I would say, like, yeah, you know, my friend would be talking to me about something that's going on in his relationship. And I would say something where I'd say, well, yeah, I mean, Abigail and I had something similar one time, right? Like, you know, we had this this thing that we were trying to figure out. And that guy would sit back and listen. Mind you, he's not in the conversation. Then he would say some dumb shit. Like the one time he's like, well, just remember, I mean, um, you know, in your house, uh, you know, if you guys are going to be married, I mean, the Bible says you, you know, she has to submit to you. Uh. You, even though you want her to be heard as your wife, you are ultimately the man. And so every decision that has to do with your house and your money is your decision. And I was like, okay. And then I just turned back around like, now, to an extent, like, if it's my money and it's, you know, my stuff, then yes, there's an element of like, ultimately it is my decision what we do with it. I just would never put that on you and have you and I talk about something and then at the end of it be like, well, it's my money and I'm the man, so yeah, like, it's what sure. I say. Like, if we want to get down to the basics, sure, it's your decision. But Just it's like if like, you had your money, right, if, I wouldn't But like I would At the end of the day, listen. we're having a conversation right. about it. We're discussing it between the two of us. Yeah. You could very well go off and do whatever the fuck you wanted to do and act like we didn't have the conversation about it. Right. But like, what? Yeah. It was just, it was always stuff like that with him. It would always come back to this just like, I don't know. It would always turn into this thing where it's like, well, you know, it actually is like this. I'm like, no, that's how it is in your life, dude. That has nothing to do with me. Or he'd say something about like, well, you know, when you have kids, one of the things you you realize is, and I'd be like, hey, I don't need that conversation. Like, I don't need you to tell me about how shitting out a kid with your wife or doing it for the third time over while you're getting a master's and she's off in law school and you're both working full-time jobs and you're freaking out all the time about 
how you're going to retire when you turn 40 and you think that you're somehow happy in your life even though you're literally fucking miserable all the time and you want to tell me how I'm supposed to live mine. No, thank you. Yeah. Don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was a unique piece of shit, but the <laughs> same kind of thing. And, like, if you would say something that would be – mind you, okay, so it was him. It was him and another dude from his company. They were coming in as, like, consultants, right? The other guy was also a military dude. I think he was Army. I think the first guy was Marines. I think this guy was Army. And this other guy, super cool. (laughs) We had such great conversations between the two of us. And if they were both there, it was like we couldn't have that with him because this other dude would always be chiming in. Like, one day we're talking about privatized prison systems, Mm -hmm. right? And the one guy that's cool with me is like, yeah, man, it's fucked up, blah, blah, blah. We're, like, talking about all this stuff. And then the other guy's like, well... You know, one of the well, things that you have to worry about is, you know, uh, having drugs on the streets actually makes for, you know, a lot of violence and things like that. And he just, and I, I literally can't even that remember. That just sounds like a person who doesn't actually know what they're talking about, but they've heard these key phrases and they're like, if I throw this these one? phrases How about out, this one? they're going to think I'm fucking intelligent. I read the news. I listen yes. to the news. I take in all this fucking input. And it's like, no, you didn't. You heard five words and now yeah, you throw them out in sentences. the same shit that his dad told him when he was growing up. That's what he was doing. Here's, here's this one. You know, I might not completely, I might not completely agree with every law, but the fact of the matter is, oh. it's a law for a reason. You break the law, you have to do the time. You know, it's funny. And I was I like, love that when is so fucking stupid. I love when people say like that because look up the laws. I'm pretty sure the law, a law in Maryland, is like you can't give or have oral sex. It's not Maryland, but there is a there is a state that has that. Yeah, I think it. I Maryland has Maryland. one of them like that, but like. It's like, fucking read the laws. First of all, people pass laws all the time so that they can pass other shit behind, like, hiding behind the laws. And, like, people, they don't go back through the laws. See? In Maryland, you can't give and receive oral sex. There you go. So, like... (laughs) This also applies to animals. You can't search your husband's pockets while he's asleep. You can't be prohibited by your landlord from hanging out your clothes to dry. I mean, that's that's a good one. Can't buy a drink for female bartenders. <laughs> you can't do fortune telling in Caroline County. You can't curse while driving on a highway. We'd all be in fucking jail. Fuck! <laughs> you can't grow thistles in your yard. You can't wear a sleeveless shirt in public parks. Yeah, wow. Okay. You can't take a lion to see the movies in Baltimore. I mean, that's a fair. that's a fair law. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's stupid laws all the time. Like, people don't go back and, like, get rid of these laws. Like, this is... There's a law for a reason. Like, no, there isn't. At one point, they passed laws, thought it was a good idea. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. It's a pain in the ass to go back through. (laughs) It's a whole big process, and people feel like, why don't we just not enforce them anymore, and instead we just keep making more laws? And that's I also hate, like, people talking like that, like, oh, you know... This is the way the government made it, so we just have to do it. And it's like, also, but the government gave us the right to protest so that we keep... They gave, like, the right to the people to, like, protest and, like, fight the government so that the government could stay in check. So, like, the whole point of fucking being American is to making sure that the government is in check. Granted, the government's not in fucking check, and I think that, like, the whole thing should become Trump tumbling down but that's just my opinion well the, the other so big thing like, that he i did, hate people like that they're like well you just gotta listen to it and it's like no you don't the big thing that he did that 
was that then, especially in that prison conversation, then it goes to the difference in you know prison systems in in the U.S. versus some other countries, especially European ones, right. where it's not punitive; it's it's you know based in um, rehabilitation right. instead. And so whether that's you know an issue with drugs or and you know not punishing someone because they've got a needle in their arm and and instead trying to like work them into rehab or if you do you know bring them to jail then trying to work them through a program regardless and Mm -hmm. you know focusing on how to work with mental health instead of just punishing someone because they're a paranoid schizophrenic who doesn't have the means to get medication and instead of throwing them in jail like like, people who do have mental health like having people who work inside the criminal justice system that like would be able to pick up on those clues because a lot of people who are going through like they call them like frequent flyers Like, they have mental health, and it, they're going in for jail, like, for, like, stupid shit. It's like petty shit over like and over again. Like, peeing in public yeah. or, like, you know, running around naked. Like, su- like stupid stuff. And everyone just stuff. knows and him like, as, like, crazy Larry. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, he's just, he's just fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, just take him in, let him rest for the night, let him out. And it's like, if it, we had people, if we actually cared about resources and stuff, we would have mental health yeah. workers working in there realizing, like, hey, I think this person would actually benefit with, like, mental health checks like let's see if we can diagnose them or we can get them in a program whatever it is and like all of a sudden they're not fucking going in jail like (laughs) well i look at when we would have that conversation then it would turn to you know of course i you know i say something along the lines of i feel like we do way worse of a job in in the country of just trying to punish everyone for their crimes right trying to the, on one side, you got the prosecution, and they're going for max sentencing at all times. You got the defense who's trying to get everyone off scot free. They meet somewhere in the middle for some people, right? But a lot of times, you're you're getting bad resources when it comes to public defending because right. it's not always necessarily the greatest. No matter where you're, depending on where you are, depending on where you are, you could have judge who's in with prosecution and and the good old boys with the mm-hmm. you know county sheriff or whatever and so they want to put away everyone they see the same people over and over again they're trying to punish them now because they're tired of seeing their yeah. face in there there's so many aspects around it and i just said i don't believe that we do the best thing whether it be public or privatized prison systems i mean the privatization aspect of it is a whole different thing that has to do with profitability of, yeah. of individuals which is what the basis of the conversation was but then he's like Oh, so I get it. You're one of those people that acts like you want to have a real cushy jail cell and try to act like they didn't do anything wrong because we just wanted to be a good boy in society again, right? And I'm like, you do realize you're literally, like, you're generalizing. Everyone who's in a jail everybody cell? Everybody who is in jail for one oh reason or another and acting God. like all that the answer is is to punish them because they fucked up. Yeah, and it's like, that's such a weird view for me because it's like. What do you think his answer to me was? Who do, who do you think he talked about next? I don't know. You're telling me that murderers and child molesters shouldn't be punished? I hate, I hate when I'm people like, act like that. And I, you yeah, know like I said to myself? You're literally proving my point. I was like, so you are going people. to the, ex- you're going to that extreme. Did I say child molesters should be put out on the street because they can yeah. get better? No, you fucking tard. I said people in general need yeah. to be looked at in general and they need to because there's so many people always want to point out those extremes and it's like yeah they do right they should be in jail right but there's so many more than just those two extremes that you yes. mentioned there's so many people in jail jail for stupid ass shit and a lot of it is like because they they because the fucking criminal justice system is so overwhelmed by people getting fucking arrested for stupid ass shit that yes. like 
if you get public defense lawyer, like, they're so overwhelmed in paperwork and so many other fucking cases that they have to deal with. They can't even focus their time on, like, actually right. defending someone. So that's why they're ending up in jail. But, like, like it's it's there's so many fucking issues that if you go down the line we're not talking about murderers and child rapists like that's not what we're talking about yeah. like it was just so it's so, it's so and frustrating it's so, it's to have so weird to me like, like that. that people have that point of view because it's like why wouldn't you want people to get better like if you don't want them doing they're the dregs like who gives a fuck about it's them it's just so weird to me because it's like people getting better and like get, being part of society again it benefits everyone. The economy That's the, is better. Yeah. Like, like everyone benefits from people doing well in society. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? Someone talked about um, quite a while ago that I've really it changed my perspective on a lot of people. People in America don't think like that. People in the U.S. I should say don't think well, like that for one reason. Everyone thinks that they can become rich and successful. Yeah. Everybody thinks that way, so it's the same thing when it comes to like the question of raising me, like, taxes for it's different so weird brackets. Because it's like when you think like if you want to become rich, the easier way, like the easiest way to do that is that everyone else is doing it as well. Like yeah, but people people aren't aren't capable of understanding that because what someone else is doing doesn't have to have any yeah, sort of relevance take away with from me, you, right? <laughs> but people will look at it and say if we can make sure like. I look at it in a very simple way, right? I mean, one of the oldest cliches that you can find, definitely not one of the oldest. I'm talking out of my ass. <laughs> but a, a very common cliche is you're only one as, of the oldest I know. cliches. <laughs> you're only as strong as your weakest, as your weakest yeah. link, right? And th- that mentality, I feel like, really makes sense when it goes to the separations of, of governments and communities and things like that, right? Yeah. If you had, if you had all of these individual local communities mm-hmm. that said – we need to find out what are the main things that are affecting our local communities, right? right. And the ones that are surrounding us. Yeah. And we should directly put our resources not towards fixing that one shitty pothole and keep spending money on our the same a, road over and over again. Not building a random ass park because it's gonna help people. People yeah. go there the first like, week that it's are, open and no one goes to it. It's a very good thing. Like there are proven studies that if people have a park or a, a tree, place to like sit outside and yeah. get like fresh air and stuff. It is very good for communities. Yep. But, like, if you have fucking three other parks in a community and you're like, well, what's going to, like, what can we put over here? Why don't you put up, like, a fucking, like, health service building? Yep. Like, yep. you don't have to put a fourth park in a community of a thousand people. Like, well, <laughs> the thing is, is, like, it's so easy. If, if, if somebody would decide, right, within that local sphere to say, okay, let's look at, you know, um, incidents in going to the hospitals, right? Let's you don't have to see individual medical records right. to be able to see that. Why are people going to the hospital? There's right? this one on a, lady on a mass on, um, basis. Why are people going to prison? Why are people going into mental hospitals? Right. And you look at all those different things that are afflicting the community, and you say, how do we realistically give a resource, give some side of some sort of beneficial thing to make this better? And then it just keeps going up from yeah. that point. You have everyone in a certain county that decides to do yeah. that. Now everyone in that part of the state. Now the entire state. Now yeah. that a region. Now, but no one. There was do this that. one lady on Sophia Bush's mm-hmm. podcast. I listened to it a while ago, so I forget what state she was in. It was like a Middle West state, like one of the flyover states, mm-hmm. as they call them. But she was talking about she was running for state 
senate or state governor or something mm-hmm. like something higher up than just like a local government mayor something no. higher up than a mayor i'm saying yeah yeah um and she was talking about like how one of her big like platforms that she was doing was like making sure that hospitals were being built because she was mm. like she was like my dad died because he fell off a ladder like there was like she was like i lived on a ranch right and it was like some farming accident and she was like he could have very well lived but like the closest hospital is like two and a half hours away yeah mm-hmm. and she was like so he died well not every hospital has to be a giant hospital yeah, just a, when you have, have so little medical people. Yeah. service right. like yep and she was like that's that's that she was like that shouldn't be an issue people shouldn't be dying because they have to be driving so far away right. to go to a hospital yeah there's and and the thing is is that i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't ever tell you that i have anywhere near um the answers of what those oh yeah no. things would be because i like to is, pretend is that, i do but i definitely don't know but <laughs> you can't because every one of those if you go if you go by like a city by city or a right. town by town the needs of all of those different, different places is so vastly different, yeah. right? Like, you can't compare the needs of somewhere like Compton, yeah, right, to somewhere like Hagerstown. Right. Or somewhere like, you know, Greencastle. Right. It, it doesn't make any sense to compare yeah. what is needed. Yeah, it's not a one-plan-fix-all kind of, plan kind of no, thing. No, it's not. It, and it's individualized, but... And not only that, but I think that the other big thing that's... No matter what I issue just wish you're talking that about... Politics weren't so political. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I <laughs> look at it, it and is. say that the other. I wish it was just more human. Yeah. Human forward, yeah. and it's not. the 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 tough part about trying to work with any kind of issue, I think, is putting the correct resources out. Resources right. at things because people want to throw out the word resources all the fucking time, and yeah. like, oh, we're we're putting more resources in and it's like what what resource well, did I you think, even ask think, the people like yeah. are you even out there like legitimately asking the people like what would help look at that lizard out there running along the wall little bitch um he ran up inside oh. it now um yeah well i think that the the other thing is too is that you know certain resources that have been deemed the best resources in the past that now maybe are not right and like, when it comes to certain things surrounding, like, addiction, mm-hmm. right? I think of or New York City when it comes to that. New York City should be the fucking, what is the plot? What is the word I'm thinking of? Like, the, the roadmap, the... Schematic? Oh, my God. No, like, th- you should follow them. Like, the plan. What am I thinking of? What word am I thinking of? The example? No. I mean, that's, like, a word, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Anyways. The like shining New- star. <laughs> <laughs> the North Star. Follow New York City. Follow the North Star. They like have like those um they New York City I don't know if it's the whole state of New York or if it's just New York City, I can't remember. But they're they have those um buildings and ser- like services now where you can go in and get um it's like a hair and stuff Yeah, it's like, like heroin They've got that place. in Clear Spring. Do they? Mm-hmm. But it's like where you can go and like mm-hmm. get heroin like oh never mind never mind like you can like get there so you can do it in a safe place and you can like start like weaning off of it safely they have like narcan there like it's like a place where you can i forget what it is in clear spring it's not that it's um and i could maybe i'm describing it wrong but i'm pretty sure that's what it was i read the article when it came out when they were first like implant implanting it 
menting. Yep. <laughs> it so I could be misremembering it, but I'm pretty sure it's like a place where you could go. They'll give you fresh needles. They'll they won't give you drugs. I don't know if it's they won't give you drugs See, I, or if you come in with drugs. I don't I don't remember. I felt, but that it's it was something that. where you can go. No, it, it, it literally just happened like last year. So it's like a very new thing yep. that New York's doing. But it is where you can do your drugs in a safe place. You can start maybe like, yeah, look at that. Because I, I could be remembering this wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Try to look up New York Center to do drugs. Do like hair heroin center. I don't know if it's heroin either. <laughs> it's some type of drug. Clinic, yeah. Supervised yes. drug injection site. Yes, that's what it is. Train staff reverse two overdoses. People can use drugs in what is called a narcotic consumption yeah. booth inside the injection sites. Nice. Yeah, I think that's really fucking cool because, yeah, yeah people on drugs in America is a fucking issue. And it, people were so mad about Users this. Users brought their own drugs to yes. the sites. People were so but they mad. Would, but they would give them, like, the clean needles, clean and, shit. needles yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. People were so, so mad about this. Like, they're like, this is just, like, giving them a reason it's to, so like, continue stupid. with their drugs. And it's like, people are using drugs, just, it's not going away. Like, the fucking. First of all, the government put drugs on the streets. Yep. So blame the government for people on drugs. Um, and it's just, it's not going away. People are going to be using drugs. Like, sadly, yeah. that is the truth. So, like, why not give them, like, people, like, but people will be like, well, just let them die. And it's like, oh, See, I can't see it. I got such a unique perspective in being in that. It was technically an alcohol education class for me after I got a DUI, but in reality, it was just an addiction right. support group. And um, I was in there with people that had been shooting up heroin for like decades or, or like the woman, one of the women who um, did my intake, like she used to be uh, a meth addict mm-hmm. or, or no crack. She did crack for like years and years and years, including after she in while she was pregnant with and after she had her mm-hmm. first son. And, um, yeah, it, you know, listening to people in there, like they would talk about in, I think clear spring, what it was, was it was a, it was just a center to be able to get like the Narcan and stuff like that. You couldn't do the drugs there, but you get all the supplies that, you mm. know, like clean pipes and well, clean needles too. and stuff like that's that. A good and, thing. But at the same time, you know, like one of the guys would talk about that and he'd be like, you know, a center like that, he said, it is tough. Cause it's like. He said, or no, I think it was Funkstown where they had it at, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, it doesn't matter where. It was some podunk town over by us. <laughs> um, They're and, all the same. Yeah. And he said, it is tough because he's like, in one sense, like, yeah, it's it's good. And you and you want to make sure that, you know, if those people are going to do it, they're going to do it. Yeah. And, and you want to give them that. But he said, you know, the problem is, is that people aren't wrong in saying that it does kind of suck to have that place and everywhere around it just become the hangout spot for a bunch that, of people yeah i get drugs. that that makes sense and he yeah. said and he was like listen this is coming from i get for like a small town i think it's different for a small town because like it being in new york city yeah that's completely it's not gonna different. like gonna create be like a anyways. hub yeah. right there you yeah. know i get it for a small town that makes sense. he's saying like it he's like it's not like i don't agree with or want the resource to be there because i think that it's really beneficial but he's like it's not like i can't understand that even though I might not agree with a lot of the perspectives that they have of some, you know, 
some white chick who's in her 50s and makes a shit ton of money every year and looks two blocks down and says, I don't want all the druggies hanging out right there. I don't want right to see there. that, yeah. Exactly. And he said, that's the problem is that people act like they don't want to see it. But he was like, at the same time, like, nobody that's going there is getting clean because of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And because there's not additional resources that are with a center like that. Right. It's not, there's, they don't have services there where they're like, if you want to, we'll give you clean needles and, but like maybe like help you kind of get off of it as well. It's one of those things where it, it, and that's why I say like the incorrect resources going towards things. Right. I don't know what's an ineffective versus an effective yeah. resource. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't have enough to perspective like to drugs know. Like, like that. Like drugs yeah, I don't or, know. or uh, issues with gang violence or, or, or just being, in, you know, in a gang itself and wanting to not yes, be a part I don't, of that. Right? I don't or know at take all. Take out a gang and just say like having to be someone who in order to put food on the table is, is, you know, dealing drugs and, mm-hmm. and, you know, or is surrounded by violence and being in a, a poverty ridden neighborhood. Like there's so many of those different things to where it's just like, I obviously don't have the perspective. I've talked to people who have that perspective. Yeah. And I've tried to glean some knowledge from it. But and and I've also I've heard people who have done interesting things like there was a guy um, and I, I can never remember his name, but he's a very um, intelligent, um, really well-spoken guy that's been on JRE a couple times. And he was um, he came up in the Baltimore Police Department mm. and um, he ended up leaving. Um, after being in it for I think ten or fifteen years, on the beat like out there as a as a street cop, and he was just noticing like all the stuff that was going that they were doing wrong yeah. in the group, and he's like, "This isn't just to do with Baltimore PD." He was like, "This is you know in general like just shit that you know." He said he said that he found these papers from 1974 or some shit like that old ass papers that like should have been archived or thrown away by that time mm-hmm. that were in the police department outlining a plan of how to lessen crime and he said it was almost verbatim the plan that we had at the time. He said how ridiculous is it that it's been four decades yeah. and we're literally acting like if we just keep doing the doing same, the same things, thing It'll just lessen. It'll just so get what, better. Yeah, and so what he ended let's up just, doing was let's just hold on for another four decades. It's ridiculous. He he um left. He left being a someone in the police department. What he started doing was going around and talking, um, I think to a lot of other police departments about how to really engage reform, mm-hmm. um, within training, within policies that you have in dealing with the public. And the other thing that he really pushed for was trying to build these connections with local leaders in the community that knew what the community's existing problems were and getting them to talk with the local I feel like that's the the most important part that, like, some people I hear talk about this a lot and some people I hear do not. But, like, Mm. people who have the ability to actually make change need to start talking to leaders to people who are out on the street like actually talking to people who need help or like people who are in charge of like community like rec centers and like stuff like that like talk to people who are there that like if you have the platform to make change like talk to the people who will actually like benefit you yeah yeah no he i i really and i'm only paraphrasing a lot of the stuff they said he's he's very He's very moving to me when he talks because he just he comes from the perspective of somebody who does not say like I was a cop and now fuck all cops because I know what happens on the inside and it's fucked up. Like, yeah. 
because that's also a perspective that I, it's very difficult for me to get behind because it's like, you know, cops are people like anyone else. It's a it's a job that I couldn't imagine doing and I don't want to. And and it's, you know, there's just a lot of there's nuanced perspective with that in and of itself. And but he he takes it from a perspective of all that I want to do is to make sure that we can try to for one mend relationships between police and people like that but two in the biggest thing and this is the thing that i really took home was stop throwing money at mm-hmm. incorrect resources and wasting that money yeah. because they're not effective and instead asking the question of when here's here's one that you know just as soon as it said it, it makes so much sense to me right you go into a lot of these these poverty-ridden neighborhoods the reason that they're poverty-ridden is because there isn't job opportunity relative to the amount of people that live there Mm -hmm. and when you don't have job opportunity so you're not making money or to go get a job opportunity you have to spend all this money either to get a car or to take public transport which public transport means a lot of time allocation to walking or biking somewhere getting on that public transport getting out there you're at liberty of whatever the times are you you know wake up late or have a late shift or something like that your entire day is mm-hmm. changing and fucked up because of that you know possibly and a lot of people they're not able to make that jump to get into mm-hmm. those opportunities right and then when it comes to the people who do that i mean that's the same reason why you hear people you know like i mean hip-hop is such a big thing today you hear a ton of these guys who talk about man my mom was working three jobs growing up yeah. i was a sing, i was in a single parent household i had four uh, you know, other siblings. My mom's working three jobs back to back, and she only did that because she was willing to take a bus two cities over to right. get to whatever yeah. shitty job she was able to get because she couldn't get a good enough education to be important for somebody, right? So there's all these things that make it to where you have these kids that grow up today, and this is a side of it that no one will ever talk about. They want to act like you chose to be a gang banging, drug slinging piece of shit because that's the life that appealed to you. And it's not to say that there's not an element of that that's true. I think anybody who's been in that has said like, yeah, I mean, you want to act like this wasn't something that yeah. I wanted to do? I mean, I grew up seeing this dude have flashy money. Well, I mean, some people do just want to do it. Yes, too, and, like. yeah, and I'm not <laughs> saying there aren't people like that because there is, but at the same time. A lot of it, though, is it's like, that's the way to make money in that world. I just don't that's the have way where you feel way to safe make money. in that yeah. type of world. And, like, and those are like the two main things that people should like have a basic right to, like a way to make money and to feel safe. Yeah, like and <laughs> and he would look at you know this this you know ex cop would would look at something like um uh, quote unquote employment center right or mm-hmm. or these employment opportunities you know and there are some. Con- companies that try to push that kind of stuff and but the thing is is like you fuck up and you get a felony under your belt you know or, or right. i mean or, you know I, that was co- those were conversations that were happening when i was in this class people were like man i've been i've been on you know a felony charge for possession and, and sales and now it's like what the fuck am i gonna do for a job yeah now it's like the whole circle back to the fucking how it, the u.s doesn't want to rehab people it's so ridiculous and so you look at or something not like rehab re- Rehabilitate. Yeah. Rehabilitate. Yeah. Okay, I was correct. I was like, it sounded wrong. But this guy would talk about, like, that employment center is really just, let me try to find you somewhere who's willing to take you on regardless of your faults, right? Yeah. And that's the mentality is. Yeah. Now, which is very different than let's work to make you a better candidate than you are right now. Yeah. That simple change, doing things like having a workshop where, because here's the thing, right? They could possibly 
take take um take like having a felony something really major out of it right take just somebody who comes from an area where they don't have the opportunities and they didn't have a good education based on their public school system in that area because they also don't have fucking any type money, of right? resource. So then you look at that person. You say, "Why can't you go and get a job?" Now, beyond the fact that there might not be any in the vicinity, if we're talking about getting a real job, yeah. right, not just working at a grocery store or fast you know cleaning food. places yeah. or fast food or something like that, if we're talking about going out and getting a decent paying job with a career, like a career. Path in yeah. front of you, right? The other reason why they can't do it is they don't know how to do certain things that are associated with being professional. Yeah, and that's the tough thing. Is like. I knew how to be professional, right? My dad worked in a professional field, right. right? When I went into high school or college or stuff like that, I saw certain things around the people that I had around me as as far as adults went on how to conduct yourself in a professional manner. When I went into my job, even in being in, you know, working on cars and stuff like that, I saw how to be unprofessional. And then when I went into a real job, it was just this tacking on of like I had these experiences that taught me this is how you act like a person in that sphere. Yeah. If you never have any of that going up to it, and then you put someone into a job, and you don't expect them to talk and act like the way that they do out in public, because that's how they know how to be as a person. Right. And they don't understand. Like, it's simple stuff like that to where people, I, I, I just... They take for granted. Yeah, they take for granted. They don't know that you're not supposed to say, motherfucker, when something goes wrong and you're in a meeting. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. That's not what you do in a professional job. You know, it, you, I don't know. And I've seen people, I've worked with people that have come from situations like that and learned that there were things to change to, you know, I mean, they would joke around like, well, I'd be working with dudes in the warehouse or something like that, especially when I was like working over in Baltimore and they'd be like, you know, you got to white it up when people from upstairs come down here or whatever. <laughs> and they'd want to be like that necessarily when you're with each other. But at the end of the day, like you're in a meeting, you're on a uh, conference call with someone. Switch. Like that's what exactly, it is. Exactly. Right. And. It's not to say that I didn't feel like that was something that I was doing. It's just that it's not the same for it's me. It's not, right? yeah. It's, it, it's not so much of a, of that switch, and it's not something that I feel like is necessarily difficult to go into, whereas for some people it is. And if you give them that tiny bit of slack or, or that little bit of a push of frustration, yeah. they can very easily switch out of that. Yeah. And someone someone else doesn't know how to even do it in the first place. Right. So, yeah, there's conversations like that where it's like, that really just changes changed my perspective on just because there's resources doesn't mean that they're, they're the right ones yeah that they're pushing for the right kind of thing well that's what i mean like everyone who's like running for public office like everyone was like i'm going to push more resources into our communities and it's like that's a, that's a good word congrats yeah, exactly. but like are we actually doing it that's beneficial right <laughs> yep so yeah, it it it, it really is tough because it's like you can't. I wouldn't say that you're doing harm by yeah, pushing no. that. It's not like you're doing something wrong, right? It's no. just. And here's a tough thing, right? Is like without really getting to a pointed state, without saying like the issue with um drug abuse, not the fact that we've got a bunch of crackheads running around, but like the issue with our community having. A lot of people that are feeling really negative effects because of illegal drug abuse, mm -hmm. right? We are really feeling that as a community. And I want to do some deep research into Figure how... Figure out why, how I can make it better. What are other how can places I make the, doing? How can I make the benefits long-lasting? Yes. like, <laughs> And instead of just saying, 
We got to do something about these druggies. Yeah, we have to get drugs off the streets. Let's let's throw up a drug rehabilitation center we have that to get nobody's these, we gonna have to fucking get these go to. Unwanted's off the street. Yeah. Ah, uh, so annoying. All of it is. When did we become a political podcast? <laughs> We're not. We're not. <laughs> it's so tiring to talk about. Yeah, I'm just surprised that you've been talking about it for this long because it's usually me. I know. I normally don't, but it's just... Are you not, still not hot? Not at all. How about enough? Burning up for, for you, baby. baby. Burning up and put the light. Put the feeling right. That song with that guy, just the token big black dude, <laughs> the security guard. <laughs> You know what's the only... And that, like, literally runs through my head <laughs> more often yeah. than I care to admit. Yes. <laughs> the only other time that um, there was a worse token black guy than that was... Um, what's the guy's name from the Goonies that, like, went off the rails? I don't know. Okay. Um, my dad's going to be cracking up right now. Corey Feldman. Okay. So, he's, Corey... He's not black. No, 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 no. Yeah. Not. I'm so good. Okay. So, Corey Feldman. I was, like, scared to say that. I'm like, am I fucking being prejudiced right, right now? Because he's very light-skinned. Was Michael Jackson not black either? I really did, was, like, afraid to say that. Okay. So, Corey Feldman was... He's he kind of dressed like Michael Jackson. You keep you keep enlightening people to my story with Oh, I'm knowing. so sorry. Okay. Corey Feldman sorry. played Mouth on The Goonies. Okay. He, I guess, like, as he was growing up, he was a child actor, so, you know, he's got a couple loose wires. And he got to a point to where... Unlike our queen, Hilary Duff. He was friends with Michael Jackson. Got it. Okay. Now it's connecting the dots. He started, especially, I mean, he did some while Michael was alive, and then after MJ died... Uh He really came into his own as a performer, both a singer and dancer. Oh, God. Okay? Now, I don't know about Did anybody. You, is this the guy that you sh- you showed me a video of him, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, he says, <laughs> he's like, yeah. So, for all this time, like, I'm not, I don't know how much acting he's done, how much, you know, he was doing with this music stuff. But I'm just going to say he was not in any point relevant to me. Right. Past the Goonies, nor I think most of the U.S. public. Right. But this one day, my dad was watching the news and recorded it for this performance. Corey Feldman goes on there with three women dressed in the shittiest angel costumes from Spirit that you've ever seen in your life. Notice I said Spirit, not Party City. Off-brand, okay? He, they are... Back up and singing for him. They're his angels, right? Apparently this dude... I found this out after the fact. Apparently this guy's basically got a whole compound thing with, like, you know, the the weird, like, oh, my like he's angel like a cult shit. leader kind of thing? It's, cr- it's weird shit. Because, you know, he does the whole thing, I'm going to make you famous and all this kind of stuff. It's weird. Oh. It's weird. He does this absolute shitty portrayal of a ripped off Michael Jackson performance. I want everyone to look it, is it up. So it's bad. so bad. I don't even remember what news channel it was on, but to get back to why I said it, the token black guy, he brings out some dude. <gasps> I like forgot about this. A I shiny about it. Oh my God. <laughs> dress khakis, a shiny, um, a shiny vest, 
over a dress shirt and a golf cap. And this guy starts rapping. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Just some random dude like, yeah, Corey. And he's like off the beat the whole time. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I don't. I have to find it. And this is not the only time that he's done this. He he has done these performances all over. He's got his own albums. It's got him coming out from, you know. So he was like really trying to be like Well, he just takes Michael a lot Jackson. of his, he just takes a lot of his inspiration from uh, Michael Jackson. You have to go. You're like looking at I know. Your I know. Videos. That's okay. I was going to do it. I was trying to help. I know. I know. I know. Fucking but yeah, he was he was just he he's not trying to be Michael Jackson. No one could be Michael Jackson. Right, of course. He just wants to give credit where cre- credit is due. Yeah, but it's his not dancing. Really. He's it's just his doing dancing. it. He's doing it in the style of and in tribute to the one and only. Got it. <laughs> I think it's this one today performance video. Oh yes. Corey Feldman, Corey with an E, today performance video. If you go onto YouTube and watch that, I swear to God, you will not be disappointed. Here's him trying to talk with Steve-O a year ago saying it was a setup. I don't even need to watch this video to know that's bullshit. He was so serious. He was trying so hard. He's wearing some bullshit that makes him look like Ragnar Lothbrook. He, no, he looks like I'm fucking the Dune characters is what he looks like to me. How can... Okay. You want to know what he starts off doing? You tell me if this is a setup. Here's what he starts off doing. He's he he's prancing so angry right now. I'm fucking angry. He's prancing across the stage, acting like he's playing the keyboard with his hood down. That's a setup. Fuck you. Yeah. Piece of shit. How is it a setup? Like, is someone making you do that? He, and this is not the only time that he's done it. He has. The worst white boy lips I've oh, it's so ever bad. seen. They're not. They're non-existent. Yeah. Anyways, Corey Feldman today performance. Please look it up. I swear to God, you will not be disappointed. I hate the white boy lip where there's literally no lips, but they're also like yes, <laughs> jutted out. No lips the and top no teeth. Lip is like jutted out yeah. just a tiny bit. I hate no that. No lips. No teeth. <laughs> no mess. No cream. You're going to love inside me. No mess. No No clean. clean. (laughs) I'm tuckered out from all that political talk. I've been too angry on this podcast. Yeah. You want to talk shit some more? What are we talking shit about now? I don't know. I brought it up. I brought the first talking shit on. I don't know what sentence to do, but... Yeah. I watched... um, Man, I keep having things that I, I I say at one time that I want to talk about when I come on here, and then I just forget. Well, fucking write them down I or know. something. What I say that all the time. You? I've been watching... Here I am fucking carrying dead weight. I've been watching Scarface for the first time. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not my favorite. It's not sucking me off like I feel like everyone wants to talk. Well, everyone wants to like talk about old movies and they're like, oh, they're so classic. And it's like, okay, sure, they're classic, but you can admit that classics are not always that great. Yeah, there's <laughs> only like, there are some movies from back in the day that I do think hold up. But yeah, some. to me, and, and granted, like, I mean, I don't fault people who like grew up on 
yeah. more classic movies, and so for them, there's other aspects of why they appreciate it so much. Mm-hmm. But like some people today, I feel like just ride that. People want to be quirky and different. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I watch. Oh, I don't. The new. The I don't new watch adventure new cinema. movies. I, well, what are you talking about? I only watch The I Breakfast watch cla- Club. <laughs> I watch classic films. I watch cult classics. Thank you. I'm really into the. American I'm really into the Jurassic World. Yeah, <laughs> I really like American noir cinema. Black and white. Black watch. and white is really yeah. I watch no silent sound, movies. The I watch silent movies. Yeah. I yeah. watch Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin is a comedic genius. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually like Mr. Bean. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Mister, no, Mr. Um, are you thinking of... Mr. Bean is, like, not that old. I know. I was just meaning the silent. Oh, I was thinking... he doesn't talk. Oh, I thought you were talking about... What's the guy... Mr. Rogers. That's what... <laughs> Mr. Rogers? <laughs> like, the fucking kid show? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Would you be mine? Ew. Mine. Won't you be mine? Um. Yeah, so anyway, Scarface is not necessarily doing it for me. What are things... I'm just going to completely ignore you and change the subject. Um. <laughs> like you don't already do that? No, I don't. Okay. This is the first time it's ever happened. Duh. (laughs) What is something that someone does that you just like absolutely hate, but it like doesn't affect you whatsoever? You've already got an answer cocked and loaded, don't you? No, I don't. Something that someone does that I hate, but it doesn't affect me. Like, I mean, just like absolutely makes you so fucking angry and you're just like, this doesn't even affect me. Like what? What's happening? I have a very long list of that, I feel like, but... <laughs> no, but, like, not just, like, that made me angry. Like, just something that, like, really just drives you fucking, like, so intensely angry. I'm a lot angry of a, angrier of a person than you are. Okay. I get very angry about very small things. <sighs> just another reason why I don't ask him fucking questions and why we don't have fun. <laughs> People being ridiculous. That makes me want to, I don't know, punch People in the being nose. ridiculous. That's not a real answer. That's so... People being overgeneralized... People overgeneralizing and acting like I do things all the time. That really makes me want to punch them in the forehead. So literally what you just did. People no. being ridiculous. That's an <laughs> overgeneralization. <laughs> do you not have an answer? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I would say... I'm not an angry person. <laughs> There's something. No, I don't. I, I don't I, ever sit. I, I I feel like it's very difficult for me to sit here and list out because there's so many of them for me. And it's just that I'm getting annoyed and angry by people all the time. Okay. What's something that I do that just makes you so angry, but it doesn't affect you or a relationship at all. Like there's no reason for you to get angry, but like you do. I mean, I I don't feel like I get angry at you unless it's something that is directly affecting us and our relationship. Come on. Do you think that I do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't. Um, I hate 
being prompted with questions because immediately I feel like my mind just goes <laughs> blank. Um, it's difficult for me to be excited about something when somebody is pumping it up a lot before they talk about it. What? Like, this is a really this is a really pessimistic way to look at the world, and I hate this quality about myself. But if you're like, if you tell me about something, right? If you're like, oh my god, I have to show you this video, uh-huh. right? You get mad? No, I don't get mad. I just like it like as as the preparation of what the video is going to be is talked about more and more. And I this is hypocritical because I do this, too. It's not even something where I can say that, you know, like I don't do this. So mm-hmm. when people do it, it makes me angry. But if because I, I do it all the time, if, if somebody is about to show me something or tell me about something and they are explaining it to give context or to kind of summarize because they weren't initially planning on showing it to me and then they go, well, I just got to show you because I can't, I can't do it justice or whatever. And they're really happy about it or they thought it was really funny. <laughs> By the time that I see it, I'm like... You must be so... You must do that with me all the time. I get so excited about it. Abigail things. will be like, okay, here, here... Abigail will go, oh my God, Hunter. <laughs> Why have you never <laughs> told me about that? <laughs> I have to show you a video. Oh, my God. I can't believe that I forgot to show you this. She's pulling it up. She's like, okay, so basically this birth and the whole time I'm going like this. Why have you never told me this? And, she find, and she's like, okay, are you ready? And by the time she's ready to show me, I'm like, yup. <laughs> you know why I don't tell you it, honestly? You know why I never told you it? Why? Because I don't get mad about it. Okay, it's just honestly, I'm so much of a pessimist that I've told you this before. When people are too happy, it automatically makes me angry. And it's funny because like when I get like in that mood, I'm like the happiest person ever. I get Abigail so gets elated. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> like that. That do you do when that? you get so pumped, you're like, oh my fucking god, this video. And oh as God, soon as she starts, it's like... I haven't enjoyed any video I've ever done. No, but that's the thing. That's the other thing, right? I do legitimately think that the videos, for the most part, I mean, if I don't think it's funny, I tell you I don't think it's funny. Right. But if I say that it's funny, I did enjoy it. It's yeah. just that if you... And I also haven't said it because I do the same thing. And I know that I do. And I, I get annoyed with myself in the middle of me doing it. <laughs> okay. I came up with mine. Okay. Something that makes me... Inexplicably, inexplicable, inexplicably, inexplicably <laughs> angry, and that has nothing to do with the other person. <laughs> is when someone's trying to teach me a new game. <laughs> I oh yeah. Get so mad. I mean, like I am pissed by the end of it that I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't fucking play this game with you because I am in such a sour mood. I get so angry. Nothing makes me more mad than just someone sitting there trying to teach me a game. I... What the fuck is on this bitch's paws? <laughs> Why? Do you not... S- everywhere. Marks, 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 marks. I don't know. You dirty whore. I I hate it. I cannot stand it. Like, someone sitting there trying to teach me something. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't care. Start playing or I'm going to get so angry that we're not going to play. Here's Here's the fun thing about being on the receiving end of that with I'm her, so right? mad at those times if if it's a game like if it's a board game that has an instruction thing right and you hand it to Abigail I won't she acts it. like she's gonna read it I don't right she skims over the whole thing and goes because I don't understand a single thing that I just read because I'll get read. mad 
reading it too. Yes. I get mad. So she when gets I just mad read reading the instructions. it. If you try to explain it to her, she's like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna understand any of this. Let's just start. Let's just start. Start." <laughs> I get so angry. And then you start, and you go, "Okay." You go into her, she's like, "Oh my god, you didn't tell me that." <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, no fucking dip, Sherlock. You told me not to." <laughs> I saw this TikTok the other day. <laughs> guy it was this black guy and he was like i don't know why white people always want to steal our lingo because they got some fire ass things and one of them was no, no dip, dip sherlock, sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking dip sherlock <laughs> yeah that's a good one i yeah i hate i cannot if as soon as i sit down and someone's just talking to me with instructions i am so angry I no. don't I don't want to listen. You're not even angry first. First you let someone get through the whole thing and then you go, I didn't listen to any of it. I don't. Yeah, it's Oh, I it's get fine. Angry. I just wasted five minutes of my life. <laughs> I ignore you. I get in a I get in a mood. <laughs> yeah. It's super fun. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't how many new games have you taught me to play? Stratego Magic, Magic Hero Escape, Chaotic. Yeah, but we only did that like once. Twice. Oh, but okay. you still had to teach me how to do yeah. it. Yeah. You won't play Risk with me? No. You won't play Monopoly with me? I hate Monopoly. I hate it. It's so... It's so long and boring. These fucking cats, man. Make me lose my goddamn mind. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind <laughs> up in here, up here. I was telling Abigail the other day that there that's was... That's makes me want to watch Like Mike every single time. I've never watched that movie. Yeah, I know. It's upsetting. Um, You don't want to see Bow Wow? Little Bow Wow? What, what, <laughs> what does what Stanley say it? about Lil Romeo? He Something about how he likes him. Yeah. I forget. I don't know. <laughs> I like... Oh fuck! I don't know. I don't remember anymore. Um, I was friends with this girl in high school, and her mom—well, I mean, her family was from Trinidad, and um, her mom would always talk like this, and it would, it would, she'd have that up inflection every time, and her mom's number one song that she was into was, um, that song by DMX. What is it? Lose my mind or up in here? That's what it's called, and so. She would get in the car and she'd be like, <laughs> dun, da, dun, da, dun. Woo, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. <laughs> up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me act a fool. <laughs> it was so funny. I told Abigail That's this so one cute. time. My mom and me and this chick and her mom all were at some performance. I don't remember what we were doing, um, but we were at the theater right over by the school. And the theater. We, uh, the theater. <laughs> and we all went over into her mom's car just to rock out to that song. Like, we were parked by each other in the parking lot, and we were talking about the song, and she's like, everyone get in. It's so good. <laughs> up in here, up in here. You're going to make me act a fool. That's so cute. I fucking love that story. Yeah. I don't so know what it was that about she that, song. that song. Oh, so good. And she would, d- this would be the dance every time. She'd just do this over and over. 
Mm. <laughs> what did you say? She said something, something about <laughs> something about the way that song make me feel. Yeah. It's just <laughs> I don't know. It does like something you. to me. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, that song it just does something to me. <laughs> I don't normally like DMX, but <laughs> yeah, I don't really like DMX, but that song it does something to me. Oh, that's so funny. I love DMX. DMX is one of those rappers for me that when I was growing up, I o- I never talked to anyone about this, but the whole the whole way that I got into listening to more stuff was Pandora. Me too. And it was just because. Because I played random ass songs and I found random yeah. people. I found random songs. Yeah, like I found a lot. That's honestly the like the everyone that I people. started listening to was Pandora. Yeah, the core people that I listened to, even in even in genres that I don't listen to that kind of music anymore, like especially a lot of the like, um, like the contemporary rock stuff that I used to listen to that I don't listen to anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, all those people, like, there's so many of them that I could name off the rip just from stuff that i listened to on pandora but Same. a lot of the rap that i listened to was in and learning more about it because i just started off with dr dre's the chronic mm-hmm. and then sprouted off from that point and um dmx was one of those people that obviously i mean he's very he's you know very high up in some of the heavy hitters from that gangster rap era especially in really gaining in popularity after Pac and, and biggie uh were killed and so do people still listen to? Do you like Pandora? No, I I've not. Li- my dad does, pretty yeah. sure. Does? Mm-hmm. He doesn't do Spotify. I th- maybe he does now. I know that he was doing Pandora still for a really long time. Pandora used to be. I feel like Pandora used to be so popular. Yeah. And then I mean, obviously, I understand why it's not anymore because there are better options now. Yeah. But I liked Pandora. Well, now everything, no matter what the streaming service is, is just, um, just licensing agreements. It's who's got more of the yeah. licensed music that you like. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's the one thing that I always get annoyed with as Apple is that they're constantly falling out of licensing agreements with some people. Like, Dr. Dre's The Chronic has literally come and gone off of that app I don't know how many fucking times. And it makes me want to punch my hand through a wall. <laughs> I know. I was going to say head, but I can't punch a head. Can't punch my own head through <laughs> something. That doesn't make any sense. I can't punch m- a head. Um, what I was saying about DMX was he was always one of those people that like he's in that group, and I always liked his stuff. But I think when I was younger, I didn't relate to a lot of it in the same way that I do in being older. Just because even though, like, I didn't have as much of the the anger driving with stuff. I was a lot more into like, I was a lot more into more like pimping gangster stuff when I was younger, you know. And then it was like. You wanted to feel cool. Yeah, I just like the flashiness. <laughs> I do. I'm such like you when when kids talk like when when people get older and talk about I saw these I saw, you know, like the pimps in my neighborhood or the drug dealers in my neighborhood driving around in flashy cars and jewelry and all that kind of stuff. That is me. That's exact except that I didn't even start seeing that shit until I was in high school. And even then I was like, Oh, that's what I want. I want to wear gold. I want to have a grill. I want rings. I want flashy yeah, shit. Yeah, there was like that McDonald's that's literally right by your house. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the pimp? Yeah, and I, I was like, him. I was like, you know the pimp that hangs out at that McDonald's? And Hunter was like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, I, I live 30 minutes from this McDonald's. McDonald's. I used to go to the McDonald's all the time. Yeah, I, I don't never know saw, never I saw never him. saw a big pimp in there. He was cool. I bet he was. He looked good. I bet he did. 
You didn't I know Miss America parents. either at the mall. Yeah, Miss America. Yeah, that one guy. He'd wear um, he'd wear no matter the weather too. I mean, I'd be snowing. Oh. I'd see him in this outfit, fucking booty shorts, the seventies. He wasn't that old, no. But he wore booty shorts. He had like the seventies like varsity socks on, you know, with the two stripes white, the sneakers, and um. He just <laughs> like like Richard Simmons. I don't the workout know. dude? No, because he had a big fucking pot belly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he wore like a little crop top and it said Miss America on it. And he had like yeah. long, white, straggly yeah, I don't think hair. I, I don't think I do know who that is. <laughs> he hung out at the mall all the time. Miss America. <laughs> yeah. You know what we porking? Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a pot belly. I got it. Um, Back to DMX again. Sorry. No, it's just someone that uh, I was never really into. And then when I got into my adulthood, I did my deep dive. Because I, I went from listening to Pandora all the time. And because it was always shuffled, like I couldn't just dive right. into people's stuff. And at that time, like YouTube wasn't always good about music and about having playlists of music. So it mm-hmm. wasn't always easy to find full albums like you can now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they didn't have that tab of like playlists and then yeah. albums and eps or whatever right. they didn't have that and there wasn't a lot of people making, making playlists playlist of stuff that wasn't yeah. fucked up and like because like i hate when i go into a playlist and like all of a sudden the song is a clean version instead of a, a the dirty version the worst is when you go in a playlist the worst is when you go into a playlist and they play an ad in the middle of a fucking song instead of between two songs it's I like know. in the middle of the song yeah. I'm like what yeah but um yeah, when I got when I got older, I did a, I went from doing that to then, uh, I started doing more deep dives on people, and that's when I kind of like really started liking his stuff in and of itself. And then, you know, he ended up passing away, which was really that was one of those things that I I talk about this with a lot of different people. Like the I, you always there's people that pass away from these like generations to generations, and I mean there have been people that we've grown up seeing in the spotlight that have died. Yeah, but. For me, the kind it hit of as hard because it's like we didn't grow up with them; mm-hmm. we just knew them because they were still alive when we were, yeah, alive. And there's different there's differences in that to like people that have really made I think a difference in your life for one way right. or another, right? And how crazy it'll be when those people end I up think dying. Of Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I don't want to live in a world that Snoop Dogg doesn't live in. I know, but like DMX was one of those people for me. Yeah, and it was tough because it wasn't someone that I thought was gonna. Not that I never thought they were going to be like that, but they just weren't necessarily holding that same relevance like someone like Snoop or Dre yeah. or someone like that. To But then once they did and then to have it kind of like hit out of left field and not really know that anything right. was going on. Fife Dog, when Fife Dog died, I was, um, I was upset because I liked Tribe Called Quest. But even then, like Tribe Called Quest was super like I really, really liked their stuff, but that wasn't on the same level. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And um, there was one more that I was thinking about. That it, Oh, it, re- it really sucked for me when Pop Smoke died. Mm. That made me sad. Because yeah. I, Pop Smoke, I, I tell everyone this, Pop Smoke and Megan Thee Stallion are the only two people that I can say that uh, I listened to, like, the very first thing that they put out a long time before everyone was like, oh, this is really, really good. And I don't say that I fucking found them when they had, like, 50 views or something like that, because it wasn't even that early, but... I just listened to them and was one of those people that was like, have you heard of this person? And um, 
which Megan Thee Stallion I'm not that big of a fan of. I, I liked earlier stuff than more later, but Pop Smoke was like yeah. a really big one that I liked a lot. And um, Nipsey sucked to hear about, not because I am a giant Nipsey fan musically, but, but that's also because yeah, but that's also because sad. I've not done a really deep dive into him in the same way that I have other people. Um, just because you know, time is, it's hard to be able to do that all the time, but, um, and I would like to, because some of the stuff that I've heard of, I've liked, but it's always tough for me when I, unless I get a holistic view of the person and really know like what their progression as an artist was right. through time, rather than just picking out like a song or I'm not the person who listens to his song and is like, Oh, that's a cool song by that person. I really have to like get a very holistic view of what's going on, but yeah, that one was tough. But there's a lot of people like that that it's just, like, I can't imagine where it's a world where they're, you know, yeah. not a part of it. You right. Know? Snoop is obvious. Snoop is in such a different way, too, because Snoop Dogg ha- is one of those people that, for one, has been such a pop icon mm-hmm. across the board in yeah. so many in so many different facets. In so many homes. The white yeah. women love him. Yeah. Middle-aged white women love him. Yeah. And in... But not only that, being someone who obviously is like such a big fan of Snoop Dogg music, yeah, for him to, I feel like, and I, I could be wrong in this, honestly, and I think that now Snoop Dogg having the music that he does, there was like two, one or two albums that kind of like didn't hit for me within the last couple years. Same. Yeah. It was... um Just some of the stuff that he... It was Never Left. Yeah. Which was the one with him in the really uh young picture in compton yeah um and that one did have some good songs on it but as a whole album it was kind of lackluster for me and then i want to thank me which was the one that he yeah. did after that one those two for me it was like but i feel like now that i've seen the other side of that where he's he changed his sound that was what happened he went yeah. from he's always been very fluid with what he was doing but it's like he tried to get into some new Snoop age Lion. No, I do love that reincarnation. I'm kidding. Fruit juice. No more when you know me, Carlos. I used to crank that shit in my truck with people. Fruit juice was my song. Ding-a-ding, dang, whoa. Um, but, yeah, it's like he tried to get into... He's always been very fluid and, like, up-to-date with doing some really cool shit yeah. with his music. Like, um, Ego... Ego tripping. Yeah, the one that's got, um, like... Uh, gangsta like me. Mm. Uh, that one was like that was really hitting that two thousands like flair. Right. A lot of the auto tune. Right. It's got sexual eruption on there that everyone knows from TikTok now. Um, Lol, hundreds on me on TikTok. Sexual on the awesome. Whoa. Uh, but th- I think that he was just he was trying to hit like a new kind of modern sound, and he hadn't really. He hadn't really sat into it yet. And it's it's a tough thing for like a lot of the older guys that have been doing it for so long. Like uh, Ice Cube put out a new album a couple years ago. And even that one, it was like there were some songs on there that I was into. But there's also some other stuff where it was like eh. it's a little bit lackluster. It yeah. sounds like the dude who's a little bit older trying to do something relevant and new. Yeah. But it's just difficult because it's a landscape that they're not used to, you right. know. And then there's other people like Too Short that. I think about like Ice Cube though and like. Snoop and like Akon and like those mm-hmm. people, I'm like, it makes me miss like their like. Oh, I know. Like that was like some of the best fucking like. <clears throat> well, it's tough. It's tough when I think about it because <laughs> I feel like 
one of the things that I say all the time. I love that type. That that type of music. I don't even fucking care. I hate pe- seeing people now like, I'm so sick and tired of seeing millennials, even though we're not fucking millennials, but like our age group, like talk about um 2000s music, like move on. Like there's so much more music out there. And like, yeah, of course there is. But like, I'm sorry, but that shit is good. <laughs> I'm someone who's, I, when people ask the questions about like, what's a time that you wish that you could go back to? I always say, even though I know that it would make me probably less unique of a person, I wish that I had been, I wish that I had grown, I wish that I was an adult. Like, to be able to go to clubs and shit while listening to that music? I wish that I was an adult in the 90s. (laughs) Me too. I wish that I, I wish that I had the same I want to be in my age now, 25, like, in the 90s. Or, like, in my 20s in the 90s so that I was still, like, young enough to be in the 2000s as well. I want to <laughs> be, yeah, I, I want to, I want to hit, I want to hit hip-hop as it's starting. Yeah. And I want to ride that <laughs> the whole way. That's what I want. Because then when 2000s comes along with that kind of stuff, you're still Even middle-aged. Better. You can be that older Even dude better. at the club. Yeah. Oh, man. There's, I just, I tell Abby all the time, like, it's so tough for me because my heart when it comes to a lot of hip-hop music, is so based in the past. And it's not to say that I don't like stuff from today because I do. It's just that it's so tough for me because it's like I always feel like I'm chasing either in one direction or the other, and I wish that I would have grown up with it and then just kept with it for my entire life and just been slowly building my collection of what it is that I wanted out of it over time, you know? Yeah. But We listen to different types of music, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm listening to, you know, hood bangers that abigail's not yeah what's my music genre that i like um i asked hunter to explain it because i don't know abigail list abigail listens to a good mix of a good mix lo-fi yeah jazz and soul inspired r&b yeah and i mean you you have other ones outside of that that's your core yeah you know, yeah. I would say that's what it is. It's lo-fi and and jazz or soul inspired R and B. There's also just plain R and B that is in there too. Yeah. But a lot of yeah, that's what I would say. Cool. I don't think that's the same kind of answer that I've given you. Before. I feel like you say a different answer every time, I, but I, yeah, I, I think I do too. But that's definitely the the key bit. The key bit. Yeah. What do I listen to? What's my core? Rap. <laughs> rap. What's what's my favorite era of rap? I I've said this is this is a no changing. I have said this for years now. It's one answer. Nineties. No, way more specific than that. Um, like I don't mean no different types of rap. My absolute favorite time era and sub-genre of hip-hop it would be like a specific year not one year i would say like late 90s mid 90s late 90s into early 2000s like club rap no late 90s into early 2000s um gang banging rap that's my absolute favorite well, there you go. That's Shit that's like 
shit that they wouldn't play in the club because it's literally just talking about hood shit. Yeah. That's my... Like, if a song... Okay, well, I can't say they can't play it in the club. Like, a song like Dub C, Throw Your Hood Up. If you... (laughs) Throw your hood up. If I hear that song... I was just listening to Dub C the other day in the car. No one listens to fucking Dub C. I guarantee a bunch of you motherfuckers don't even know who he is. Dude, calm the fuck down. But, turn of the century, like the ghetto Heisman, 2000s, just breaking off into there. Oh. Production, here's why. Production quality took a big jump. Even from mid-90s to early 2000s, there was a really big uptick in the technology of music production. <laughs> Don't mind. <laughs> I, had, I had a thing in my head. I'm not going to do it. So that happened. The quality got better. And then people were all hyped up about the new millennia and i feel like everyone just went to a different level when that happened millennia and i like that word yeah and i think that hip-hop had got past the early days of being really looked down on so it was starting to kind of like broach into doing crazy shit i also like the word broach Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) abigail had never heard the word foul as in waterfowl that's not weird. What? Who calls wa- birds waterfowls? Well, not every bird. Just I know, but I mean, like, what? Who we were calls talk- birds we were talking that fall about- in that category waterfowls? I've never heard anyone say that before. It's a generalized term. I literally not once have I ever heard that word. We were talking about like we saw um we saw um a baby a, horse. Yeah, baby horse, and she was trying to. She was like, "Is that fowl or foal?" I couldn't remember. Is colt for a male? What is colt? I thought colt was like a, a an adult male. No. What is that? Wait. I know a baby horse is F-O-A-L. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, male foals are, are called colts and female foals are called fillies. There you yes. Go. A mare is a female adult horse. We say she has fold, fouled. <laughs> I don't like that. What's a male adult horse called? A stallion. Called? Yes. Okay. Now that we know all the all the, terms. the generalized <laughs> terms for horses in various points of their lives. See, I thought for some reason, I don't know. I thought stallion was like a specific type of like male horse, but I guess not. No, I think like a mustang. Well, yeah. Stallion just means a breeding male horse, I believe. Mm. Um, but anyways, we were talking about stuff like that, and she said, "Is it fowl or foal?" And I said, "Fowl is is like a type of bird." She said she never heard of that. I feel like a lot of people haven't. Let's look up. I didn't know if I thought that fowl only had to do with um a bird of the order. Galliforms that is kept for its eggs and flesh, a domestic cock or hen. Birds collectively, especially as the quarry of hunters. Yeah. yeah. I knew it because of a hunting term. Yeah. Like fowl hunting. Yeah, you're acting like it's so weird that I've never heard of that before. But, but birds I feel like collectively. Most have it. I think we got a, f- uh, a hole somewhere in here. Yeah, there's fucking bugs everywhere. 
keep getting flies and shit in here. The cats go crazy. There's a huge bee. Yeah, there was a giant ass bee in there. That's why we had to shut off the podcast a little bit ago. Yeah, the go. cats are. Where'd it go, Oliver? They're hunting nat- nature. It's coming into effect. I don't think it went in the tunnel, dude. I don't know why he would fly down there. All right, well, it's getting to the time. Yes. Yes. Um, I did buddy, have a cu- buddy, old pal. Yes. Uh, I did have a couple changes to the schedule. Um, oh. my my stream on uh Wednesdays, my solo stream is actually going to end up being on Fridays now. So that'll be the solo Assassin's Creed Origins. Well, until I finish this game up, which I'm close. Um, so the solo stream will be on Fridays. <laughs> Abigail and I have stopped doing our streams on Mondays. Um, so you don't got to worry about checking in for them. And, uh, my podcast rather than recording on Wednesdays is going to end up being recorded on Saturdays. I don't know when a published date will come out for that because I'm also going to have the, um, editing for this one to have. So it'll be on the same weekend. But once I know which day I should expect that kind of getting published out, um, I'll make sure to, um, put that up, but. For this week, you can expect I, I, I've got one from a couple weeks ago before I took my break that I haven't um, released yet. So I'm gonna release that, and then uh, after that point, I'm gonna have a start start having some people on with me because uh, I can't take listening to myself for three hours anymore. So if you've been able to do that, kudos to you. You're better than me. Um, but yeah, other than that, if you want to check out my Twitch, you can see my schedule on there. Um, switched up some of the games that we were playing too so that'll be fun getting some new games in the mix with battlefield 2042 and you can check out my youtube channel too because that's steady growing i got 206 videos on there right now like 1.5 thousand views 10 subscribers you can be the 11th yeah be number 11 and the 12th and 13th yeah. And and maybe even the fifteenth. Yes, maybe even fifteen. <laughs> okay. Okay. See you. See you on Sundays. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go live my le- best life on my birthday, number twenty-five. <laughs> Bye. Bye.